The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the Beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my cousin, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only John Malika. John is in the building. He's getting ready to fly out of here and leave me stranded with video producer Greg Rice and Chris. Man's just going to leave an empty chair on the screen and I'm just going to be talking to air for, for the next couple of weeks, <laughs> but it's all good. John, how are you doing today, my man? What's going on? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Running all over the place, trying to get ready. Got, got boosted. Got I'm trying to get my bags packed. Taking care of the group. Things are good, man. Things are good. I am excited. I'm not going to watch the next two Jets games. Because mm. <laughs> as a Jaguars and the Buccaneers at home, I'm glad that's just out of my life. Kind of out of sight, out of mind. And then we got the we got the Knicks schedule. All this COVID going on in the NBA. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm glad to take a little, you know, mini break from... Going absolutely crazy. I can't believe that Trey Young, Clint Capella are all out for the Christmas game. Like, we'll get to that later. But all that stuff is kind of making me like, all right, it's all right that I'm leaving. Like, at first, I was like, oh, so many Christmas playoff games, NFL implications, always that next Christmas. That's tough. We already had our family Christmas last week. So, like, the sports was like the problem, right? The college bowls. But it's all right, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy where we're at. I'm happy where the Jets are at. I'm happy where the Knicks are at. Surprisingly, I am. And, you know, life is good. How are you? I'm all right, man. You know, just uh, a good Knicks win today to cleanse off the palate of a sad loss against the Boston Celtics and a poor Jets loss to the Miami Dolphins. So Knicks are trying to get back on track with this interesting roster that they have. This is a, a 90 styles roster that you're enjoying because you get to see Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, Julius Randle at small forward, Taj Gibson at the four. and Insert either Mitchell Robinson or Nerlens Noel at the five. So I know this is your dream. So yeah, I know you're Amazing. excited out there. So I'm saying I, lo- I love <laughs> yeah. I love where we're at, bro. I love where we're at. We finally listen to John. John's not the crazy guy yelling over here. And look, I mean, I know we're desperate, but we've been desperate. We've been desperate for weeks. Like it just now, on paper, COVID made us desperate. We've been desperate for weeks, man. We watched every single minute of this game of these teams, and we see what there's lacking in. I love that today we made Isaiah Stewart look like a shooting guard. Like, he looks so small out there today. I don't, I don't know. How do we do that? Mitchell Robinson, that's how we did that. It's, inc- it's crazy, man. Uh, well, well, that's the thing. Because what happens is people get so infatuated with, like, okay, Golden State played small, and they force teams to be small. LeBron James usually has a small team, forces teams to play small. So we have to just match them. But we never think about the other side. Like, if you play big, too big for them, like, they're going to have to match up to you sometimes if you're dominant. 
You know what I mean? It's just about establishing dominance. And, and I, I just think we have the players. Like, when Julius Randle's not asked to do too much, you see what happens today. You know what I mean? He was not asked to be the King King Randle. And even though we're missing seven, eight guys off COVID, we're signing Damian Dotson getting real minutes off the bench. You know Four minutes, I mean? man. Like, Four minutes. It's okay. <laughs> In a Tibbs offense, like what is that? That's like that's like half a game, right? Like I don't know. I, I just feel like Randall, when he's not asked to do too much, the the benefits are completely outweigh the negatives when you ask him to just take over. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we saw that today. He wasn't necessarily passive, but he was decisive. He wasn't over dribbling. He was getting to his spots where he wanted to take a shot, passing the ball, setting screens for Kemba and Evan Fournier so that they can get downhill. I liked how Kimball was being utilized today as a true point guard. Um, and, and he just got into rhythm. We saw him get into rhythm against the Celtics. Him and Fournier, I should say. Him and Fournier both got into rhythm against the Celtics. And then we Shout saw him once again. Shout out to Evan. Yeah, they both got into rhythm uh, today as well. I mean, I'm taking, I'm taking these two games with a grain of salt because it's out of necessity that these guys are playing a lot of minutes. And also today we played the Detroit Pistons. I'm not going to hang my hat on defeating the Detroit Pistons. There were stretches of that game that Good. was, what the hell are we doing here? Like we made it too close. It got down to I think six points, and I was I was a little concerned. I was uh, you know like eh, this is a little too <laughs> too unsettling right now. I'm not sure. I'm I'm digging all of this, but hey, Nick's got to win. We saw him last week beat the Houston Rockets too. So. Let's dive a little bit more into this, John. Uh, I, I mean, we can go in uh, on this on this Pistons game before or, or we can go more. Actually, let's go in more on this Pistons game, and then we can go back to see what we saw from the week. I mean, I like I what I was talking about. I this said. Pistons game all day, bro. I could talk about this Pistons game all day. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, I like what I saw from Mitchell Robinson today. Uh, I like that he was able to dominate in the paint. He was getting a lot of putbacks. He was really boxing out Isaiah Stewart setting some decent screens today he was just activated aggressive he had that phenomenal block shot uh at the at the top of the key for three and and I I think it was on court I think it was on uh Corey Joseph he was just looking good today man I you can't and that's why he got chose for the post-game interview you can't not talk about Mitchell Robinson and what he looked like today and it, it seemed like he was more conditioned it seems like he was more focused Seems like he was getting back to his normal self. You know, he's continues to lose weight. I think he's down to 260 now. So he lost the 20, he's lost 20 pounds more than the 240 than what he came into the league with. So he's getting to that middle range uh, where he can kind of hold himself and still have that athleticism. So it was good to see. I like that from Mitchell Robinson. Already talked about Fournier and Kemba Walker. You mentioned Julius Randle. You know, I think that's essentially the roster to talk about because we're still waiting for everybody else to come out. But what else did you see from this game? Well, I mean, unfortunately, I was super excited about, you know, Damian Dotson. But it's just because, you know, just it's like that little, you know, thing in the back of the back of your head. You know what I mean? Your back of your heart. That's just like, oh, man, what could have been with Damian Dotson? Right. So he came in the game, the, the, the leading three point and scorer for Houston uh, College back in the day. You know, uh, that was fun. But from the actual game, like you hit it on the head, dude. It's everything changes when the centers are healthy. And I'm I'm also going to take this game with a grain of salt. We are in desperation mode. We had, I don't know, 
nine people actually get minutes today, and two of those were Selden and Dotson. So it's really we had a, we had a like a seven man rotation today. So that's that's what's impressive. Like that's what that's what I'm impressed with. You know what I mean? That we can handle it. Can we, can we talk about how I kind of want to know? I was, I was you took the words right out of my mouth. I was literally like, gonna say I want to ask you. What do you think about Kemba, dude? Because, like, that's the catalyst here. He's the guy that doesn't play, and now he's playing. Yeah, I mean, let's – Eight for 21. Let's, let's go further into this. Let's uh, now incorporate the last two games with Kemba because Kemba, you know, was on that bench for 10 games. It took our young guys getting COVID and safety protocols and a Derrick Rose ankle injury to get this man back into the rotation, which I find wow. to be a little to – get, it's To get a minute. Forget rotation yeah. to get a minute to get to see that, the floor. That's disgraceful, man. Honestly, like last week against Houston, you thought he could have at least gotten some minutes. That's that's disgraceful. Honestly, that's disgraceful. I agree. But but I digress. It, and and it puts it puts it puts Kemba in a bad position. You don't have to digress, dude, because it puts Kemba in a bad position. You see how he's been acting, and it kind of now makes sense that he's been this, you know, Theo Pinson, you know, <laughs> look alike from the day he got benched because. He came out today. It got reported. He hasn't even talked to Tibbs since that happened. So yeah, and that's Kemba's crazy. taking it in stride, man. And how how did Kemba Walker become the sympathetic character? How wild know. is that? I don't know how. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Became and Tibbs became like the the, the enemy the villain, of the, the Knicks fan base. Like how, how did that how did that happen within literally two weeks? Is it because well, we didn't win a home game in the entire month of December? Yeah, this is the, this, here. Here's the thing, man. Let's let's get into Kemba because he had two good outings. I think a lot of rest helps, especially for his knees, arthritis. Although, <laughs> although it also looks like he just needs more playing time than 20 minutes of what he was getting at the beginning of the season to get in rhythm and to actually be the point guard and have the offense run through him and do point guard things. Like we asked for a point guard, and it's like, yeah, well, and Julius Randle will be the point forward. It's like, didn't did, didn't we want a point guard? Isn't this the whole thing? So. Now we see him getting two games back-to-back over 20, 20 points. And you see that he's shooting well. He was just grabbing boards today. Got six assists. Uh, no, he got, where is it? He got five assists, eight boards today, and 21 points. But you, once again, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting too hyped over that. This is against the Pistons. I'm more, and I'll be a little bit more ecstatic what he did against the, the Celtics. But when you look at like what happened to Kemba and being benched, you know, and hearing that he hasn't spoken to Tibbs about it, it's to answer your question, like how he became the sympathetic guy and Tibbs became the villain is because yes, Tibbs didn't talk to him. And then when he made the change to Alec Burks, it has to work. You know what I mean? Like you can't just make that change, especially to a guy that's not (laughs) a traditional point guard, then it doesn't work. And you're like, okay, let's pull this back. And we discussed this on Knicks fan TV last night for Knicks weekly. If you had put somebody else, if you had said Derrick Rose is now the starter or Miles McBride is now the starter at, at point guard, right? Or even Emmanuel quickly, mm-hmm. you can get behind that because it's like, it okay, sense. guys that are guard, point guards that you want or you want to be point guards, makes sense what we're doing here. But you say Alec Burks and then you don't even add anyone else to the rotation. You just leave it at nine. Well, to be fair, Alec Burks, Alec Burks saved our butt at point guard last year for like that nine game stretch. He did. But the difference is that we actually have depth, you know, and then yeah, to make, yeah. to make matters worse is that when you see now, when you see Deuce McBride against the Houston Rockets, even for the short stint against the golden state warriors last week, 
and you and you see someone who's competent, who's playing, who's pressing full court, can just stick with guys, has great lateral quickness, has speed go, going up and down the court, and has a solid jumper. And he had nine assists against Houston. Once again, not getting too hyped because it's Houston. They're in the sure. same vein as Detroit. But you just see that and you're like, why, why, why did we go in this direction? You know? Or it's like, okay, so you don't want to waste. You don't want Derek Rose to have so many minutes, but why not even use Deuce McBride and fill up the middle of those minutes, right? Or something along that those lines. They're just there's other solutions. So when you see Kemba just withering on the bench, and to know that he Tibbs even speak to him, like even talk to him about the benching, and Kemba's the most beloved person around the league, like that's yeah. And then it's also it's not he, he also pushed on top that, of that he pushed that narrative too. Like yeah, Kemba and, pushed the I'm the nice guy narrative as soon as he got benched. That's why that's the point I was trying to make in the beginning. That Theo Pinson hat. Like he pushed that, yo, I'm gonna be the nicest guy in the world. Everyone's gonna love me. Because this guy is honestly being a jerk. Like as I, I mean, I love Tibbs, but you got you gotta call it how it is. The yeah, only thing I'll I, say for Tibbs though, on your point, uh, uh, with the Burks thing is he could point to say, Hey, I have precedent because I did it last year and it sure. worked. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I'll I'll give to him. That's that was his card that he played, in my opinion. Sure, sure. And that's and that's that's a fair that's fair. My thing then is when you think about like looking at Kemba just to add on to it, right? Like he's league wide known as like the most white guy. You have that, oh, the Bronx native is home. He's gonna be here to help us. X all these things just put it all together into like this pot of just why is why why is why is Kemba just like out of the rotation? I don't know. I'm happy to see him back and I'm happy to see him back in the rotation. I'm just curious on how it's going to look moving forward. And I want your takes on that. But before we get into your takes on how Kemba looks forward, we got to do, once again, John, this this live ad read. So everybody, I keep saying this, right? You got to know that Minute Media owns Fansided and the Players' Tribune. And if you love the Players' Tribune and listening to athlete stories, then you also got to check out their podcast. And this podcast in particular, the Knuckleheads Podcast, all right, from the Players' Tribune, hosts, Quentin Richardson, Q Rich, former New York Nick, you know what it is, and Darius Miles. Okay, that's right. Three to the dome, baby. Three to the dome. Let's go. The Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have a totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. They're in their seventh season of doing the podcast, and they brought on guests such as Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. They've also brought on other high-profile uh, entertainers, musicians, and so forth. So make sure to go over and ch- uh, to the Players' Tribune and check out the Nuggleheads podcast or go on to any other listening platform that you use, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so forth. You can find their podcast there. They do great work. Yeah, and while you're there, definitely read that Darius Miles article. Huge, huge um story about his upbringing and our boy Demarius Thomas. I always mention it. such a good article about our boy DT. RIP to 88. That's still on my to-do list through the Darius miles. Still on my to-do list. I have it written down. I am going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to know when I'm going to know when you read it because you're going to be like, yo. Yeah. I'm going to send you a text. Be like, yo, what? Yeah. That's, that's, that's how it rolls around here. That's how it rolls around here. 
But, John, got a question for you now. Now that we've seen Kemba Walker in this rotation, back in this rotation, how do we how do we go moving forward, man? How, how, what's happening? What are you, what are your takes on this? So, it's really like a parlay because the, not only Kemba, but my question to kind of answer that is. Will the real Evan Fournier please stand up? Because if this is, if we're going to get rid of Fournier, like if the last month and a half was enough, then this Kemba Fournier tryout is actually the best thing that's ever happened to the Knicks. Because just three weeks ago, no one, there was literally no interest for Kemba Walker around the league, right? That was the rumor. And then obviously nobody wants Fournier off a brand new contract where he stinks. He's out the rotation. Yep. So now they see what he can do. So now we can we can now blame Tibbs. We can blame you know the rotation. We can blame R.J. Barrett. We can bl- we can start throwing blame around to anyone that's not these players when you're trying to trade them. So I think that's a move, dude. I honestly I think that Kemba Walker is going to be traded. If the coach and the player don't talk to each other, you can't have that guy around. Think about how annoyed Tibbs is when this guy's clapping and yelling everywhere. Like he must be so annoyed. Like so- you know what I mean. I- they're humans. Like he's not talking to him on purpose. He's purposely ignoring him. But I mean, there's there has to be some tension there. And with the Fournier thing, really, dude, I I I have no idea how you put Fournier in your lineup if you're struggling again. Like, say it's February, right? Say the deadline passes. I don't know how you could like with a straight face be like, yeah, Fournier, he's our guy. After almost three weeks, you benched him. So clearly, there's precedent to bench him. Clearly, you don't like something about him that you're willing to put him out of the rotation. So if he plays good for a week or two, and then you end up keeping him, that worries me with Fournier. Kemba, he's not going to get in this lineup. I know that was your original question, but I I feel like they're both one and the same. I feel like Kemba's going to get traded, and I do feel like Fournier has to go as well. And this last couple weeks, these last couple games, and a couple games going forward, remember, these players aren't getting off COVID anytime soon. Like th- these players still have some have some go in them. I, I I think this is honestly only raising their stock. I could not believe that there was no interest for Kemba Walker. That was, yeah, I, mean, I don't believe just, that. I don't believe that. Okay, I honestly don't. I don't, two months I, ago, I don't believe it. It was a steal for the Knicks, and now nobody wants him for it's the same contract. I I, I don't believe that. I I didn't believe that when he got benched. And I obviously it's hard to not believe that now when you watch him after two games get twenty plus points get eight rebounds tonight and five assists and, and you see him doing similar work against the Celtics. Someone needs a point guard out there. You can argue whether or not he's a starting point guard in this league still, but if you want a point guard like a Derrick Rose coming off the bench, that's still valuable. Look, the Lakers could mm-hmm. use somebody. Clippers could use somebody. The Sixers can use somebody. There are teams out there that can use a point guard. Okay. I, I, I think when I listen, when you have like these reports of executives and so forth around the league saying, oh, he's untradeable. I think it's just them also negotiating through media as we're accustomed to, especially through the Jets and what we saw with like the Houston Texans and all, <laughs> just like negotiating through the media to say, eh, well, you know, we don't want to give you that much for Kemba. You know, we don't want to give you a second round for Kemba. We don't, people are just trying to like, they would love for Dude, the Knicks. Buy, they would love for the Knicks to just buy out Kemba and then someone swoop in to go. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Like that's what they're hoping for. And so I think it's just negotiation through through the media when it comes to to stuff like that. Even with Evan Fournier, like 
Evan Fournier, he was, he had a rough stretch. He's starting to look good. My thing with Evan Fournier is, is that he, he is. And the thing is, like, we weren't He's using good him. games. Here's my thing with Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier needs the ball in his hand a lot. Like, his usage rate is the lowest it's ever been uh, with the New York Knicks and it has been throughout his entire career, except for that split with like Boston and Orlando last season. This is the lowest has been as like a whole it's 18.9%. Usually, wow. usually his usage has been, especially for the bulk of his career in Orlando over t- about 22% or higher. And he's in the, usually between the That's 70th, so- 75th percentile and higher. This is the 64th okay. percentile we're it- talking about. Okay, Alex, I have to call this out though. This was the exact problem that we had when we signed him. We said, how can we sign him? He, you know, he demands the ball. We have RJ, we have Randall. And now that he has less of the ball, we're worried about it. And we're saying, oh, this is no good. He needs to have the ball. Do you want the ball in Evan Fournier's hand? Here's my, no, this is, I'm not saying that I want it, him on the Knicks I to don't. have the ball. I don't. Because here, this is, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying I want him on the Knicks to have the ball out in his hands. I'm saying that he's not bad. He's actually a good player. He doesn't fit in what we're trying to do because what, who we want the ball in whose hands, it's not him. And we've thought that he could work on less touches and be more effective. That's not the case. He needs a good amount of volume to be effective. And it works like it worked out tonight against the Pistons. We were in the game with the Celtics, especially with the. I was impressed with the Celtics to a degree where it's where I'm the Celtics. If you're a, if you're a Boston Celtics fan, you're listening to this podcast for whatever reason. You should feel disgusted mm-hmm. in yourself that you allow the Knicks to get take the lead in the third quarter and to only beat this team by seven points. Who had seven guys like legit seven guys on their roster, and you guys had still. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We only had Julius Randle, our top dude. So when I look at that and I, and I see, so getting back to Evan Forney, when I look at like how he's able to perform and it, it looks good, right? It looks good now for these past two games with him and Kemba putting the ball in your guard's hands and letting them do most of the work. It's fine. Like it is fine. The, the issue is, is that it's fine right now because we're missing one RJ Barrett. And you know, Wally Zerbiak, was praising this lineup and said, this is the lineup is that we just needed time for them to gel. You know, I really like this lineup of Kemba, Evan Fournier, Alec Burks, Julius Randle, uh, and Mitchell Robinson. Sounds great on paper, my, bro. Oh, oh, Sounds oh, great on, on paper. Hold on, hold on. Then my, then my noodle goes off. I'm like, Wally, are you saying that you want RJ with the second unit right now and that you like this as a starting lineup? Because that's not happening. And if that does happen, I mean, unless... RJ's cool with it. The fan base is just going to take one step back and just be like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, actually. He's not cool with it. I'll, yeah. I'll speak for RJ. He's not cool. Yeah, no, and he wouldn't be cool with it. I know that. That's why I'm saying. Like, it's, you're, you're saying he'd have to be cool with it, but that's yeah. just, and the, this line, like, I agree with Wally. This lineup works because Burgs doesn't need the ball in his hand. But then, John, what we're talking about is that who do you want the, the ball in their hand? It's like, if we, what what's, Let's throw out Fournier. Let's just say it was Kemba, RJ, you know, Burks, whoever, like Randall and, and You're going to be shocked at my answer. You're going to be shocked at my answer who I actually want with the ball. You're going to be shocked. Is it Julius Randle? Oh, no, it's McBride. 
Uh, I, want I mean, McBri- I, I literally want McBride to be the point guard. Like you were so right. I can't believe how right you were about McBride in the early beginning when you watched him, you know, in the summer league and whatnot. I I want the ball in McBride's hand. I'm not joking. I mean, I like agree. he could start. I, he could be the starting point guard. I trust him more than Rose. I trust him more than Kemba. I trust him more than well, who else we got a point guard. I, I trust it. him more than anyone at point guard. Yeah, I really do. Look, I don't disagree. I would love to see McBride. I'm just thinking like from Tibbs, like I'm just actually just not even thinking about from Tibbs. I'm just giving more of like a hypothetical, right? If we're talking about this lineup to be honest, and just like, dude, I'm like, who do you want I'm, the boss? I'm a hypothetical lineup. I think that yeah. Kemba is going to get traded and, and, and the I point agree. guards are just going to be D Rose and trade Mc, and, you know, Deuce McBride. Deuce. I, I, I agree. literally think that's, that's, that's going to be the point guard lineup, which is, if you said that to me literally a month and a half ago, I would have been like, all right, so who who's up in college basketball? Where are the Knicks gonna draft? But I actually think that's the right move. I like I agree. I think Deuce needs to be in that rotation. The question is, like, I have I would just be shocked to see Tibbs go with a rookie point guard. I would just be shocked. He would honestly. start D Rose. He would start D Rose, but like yeah. we've known we've known Tibbs to to start phantom players. Like Alfred Payton was a phantom starter. Again, he started every game so he could so he could smile at night and maybe go to go to sleep on a warm pillow. But he played nine minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. D Rose was our starting point guard in the playoffs, even though he never started, and then until the end. D Rose has only started seven games since he's gotten here with the New York Knicks in total. And it feels is, like he started a hundred, right? It feels like he started literally a hundred games. Yeah, because he's, he's closing every night. He's because he's closing yeah. every night, and that's why we feel that way. And that's all that really matters. If he's closing, I don't really care. Uh it's just managing those minutes. And I think you can, Tibbs just needs to get creative to do so. But I would like to have McBride in the starting lineup. I guess just to wrap up what I was saying, just continue off of like what Wally Zerbiak was alluding to is that, and, and to talk about RJ Barrett is that who do you want the ball in their hands? Cause Evan Fournier, right? I think he's got to get traded, man. Cause you want the ball in RJ's hands. You want the ball in, in your point guard's hand, whether it's Kemba Walker for now, if he's playing well, or Deuce McBride, who, who we both want, right? You want the ball in your guards and to then get it to Randall, get it to these guys uh, at the right spots. So, and that's that's my thing with why Evan Fournier doesn't fit, just to, just to finish that, is because he needs the ball in his hands a lot. We thought he could be efficient with limited touches. He's not that, but he's a good player. He just needs to get out of here. Unfortunately, it's just, it's not going to work. I can't see him fulfilling the three guaranteed years here being a Nick and Kimball Walker. That's not, that's, he's going to get traded too. Um, because you think Fournier is going to make it past this deadline this year? Yeah. yeah. I really no. don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he's going to be. I don't think, hey, man, I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah. Kimba, no. Kimba for sure. Kimba wants to play, man. Um, he deserves it. He does. And the thing is, this is only helping. It's helping it. both of these guys. It, this this yeah. actually is helping both of these guys. So That's what I'm saying it's perfect. It's literally yeah. Perfect. You're right. And you're, I'm, I'm 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 glad that we we're, we're, we got some wins out of it. But you alluded to it. I kind of want to hear your perspective from the from the Knicks Celtics game. You're our you're our Knicks you know guy on the floor when the Knicks are in Boston. You always will be there. So how was uh, how was this Knicks Celtics game? I know you alluded to it. You said you know. Celtics fans should be embarrassed because we had seven guys going. But what was the atmosphere like? Uh, how, like, what did you think of the Knicks in person? Because 
I go I go to a lot of home games, but we all we, we seem to have the same exact observation, you know, of the team when we go. Like well, last year, we were both saying like independently. I can't believe Alfred Payne how he was acting on the bench. We both saw Noel look like the Michelin Man after every timeout. <laughs> like what was your what was your perspective of the of the Knicks and like the atmosphere? Well, it was different after like watching tonight's game, two totally different teams and seeing Randall being okay, not being the guy who brings up the ball most of the time. I'd like to actually see the stat on who brought it up most of the time. It had to have been Kemba, then like Fournier and then Randall, like from that distribution. But when you watch this team, man, like watch him here up, up here, the vibes was, was great. New York always shows out for, for Boston Knicks game. So like I said, on the Jets podcast, you know, when we had the lead in the third quarter, you just saw the, it, it, you saw the orange and blue just part the green sea. It, it was it was like watching uh, Moses, right? It's like Moses uh, in the next gear, <laughs> just like putting the staff in the water. And you just see the orange Classic. and blue just spreading everything. But then we lost. So the thing I have that the, visual literally in my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that like watching this team, they just move. Like Kemba helped pick up the pace against the Celtics and so did Fournier. Like you saw them get downhill more. My thing that I, I, that I didn't like was watching Julius Randle and his being so lax, so disengaged when he's not getting it going or, or getting the ball where he wanted. It's funny that we're talking about this now because it could seem that it, it may, it's not fully out of date. It could be quasi out of date. If the Knicks could continue to play like this, like they did against Detroit, but it's really just watching Julius, man. Like I was focusing on Julius and seeing how he's out there, how he's playing, what he wants to do. Like the argument with the refs, man, like he didn't do it today because I think the Knicks were winning and he was feeling it, but he's got to stop, bro. Like it is absolutely annoying. It, it, I mean, what does it do? Like absolutely. Like what does it do? Shout out to, shout out to my guy, JD, like, uh, on Knicks fan TV last night for next week. Like he, he talked about how refs, the, the refs made a mental note. On, oh, picking dude, like I've what been he telling said. you this for years and weeks, bro. Years, months, weeks for but, NFL and NBA. It's been proven. The, they have pregame meetings and they're like, yo, that guy said this about this person last game. Yeah. This guy did this. This team has propensity for these kinds of fouls. Call Julius on this. He's going to complain. Like they, they scout. They legit scout. No, they really do. And so, like, JD was talking about it. So, you know, they have that in their memory bank. If you keep complaining to the refs too, that just adds more fuel to the fire. Like just stop, dude, like stop complaining. <laughs> like you don't stop arguing for every single call. They're already, a, you already stacked the decks against you by calling them out, especially this season and, and telling them that they call it differently for you because you're stronger. So just go so, out there, play yeah. your game. And I'm sure like it if you stop, help. Tibbs doesn't help, but I'm sure if Julius himself just stopped like chirping at the refs, man, it's just a lot, man. Like every, it's like almost every single play you're seeing him go at the ref and it's just too much. It's too much, but he was the one that point like was fo I, I focusing on, like I was watching Mitch, Mitch had a slow first half started to pick it up in the second half and was starting to look like the, the guy that we saw tonight. Neurons Noel, he looks like he's lost out there on, on defense sometimes, but he, he makes it work. I don't know how he does it. I, I honestly don't know how he, that man does it. And then, like I said, 
Kemba and Fournier, like we already talked about it, but it's it's the same thing, man. It doesn't change on the road. I think what changes on the road is that their intensity picks up a little bit more because they want to win and they like being uh they like upsetting guys on their own home court. But they need to they just need to bring up the pick up the intensity, the energy, and be that defensive unit that we saw last season. And what we saw tonight, where we had Randall allowing Kemba and Fournier to bring up the ball, that changes this game dramatically. And that's what we need. So that way he can get the ball in the post and not work like 18 feet out from the post and then try to back somebody down, him forcing or trying to split double or triple, t- triple teams and then trying to kick it out, holding on the ball for way too long. Like he was passing the ball quick today. Like it touched his hand, he moved it out, gave a screen. That's the stuff that he has yeah. to do because when he's not doing that, and you could you could clearly tell when he's not doing that because it's just gross. You're just watching him, and it's not pretty. He doesn't have a pretty game when he's not doing that. <laughs> he's just holding on. He's a black. He could be a black hole holding onto the ball too long, doing the mellow jab steps, or uh, the 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 too many pump fakes, or just forcing up shots. We're seeing the same thing, man. It's no different, though. It's no different. What did you see on TV, though? What was the life watch on TV? I, I mean, honestly, you ha- you hit it on the head. It was just really exciting to watch Kemba go. Right, that was like the first big Kemba game, and he was going back to Boston, so it was just exciting. And they showed out. And I, I guess this brings me to the question I, I wanted to ask you before we head into the upcoming schedule. That might be a little elongated because I want to get my. My takes in before I'm out for the extended week. Okay. Who do you miss the most? Of all the young guys? Who do you miss the most? Of all the COVID people. Like yeah. who? Like, I mean, it's all the young guys. Choose like <laughs> one person. Yeah. I mean, like, it, like, you know, if you're almost only allowed to choose one guy to come back from COVID to help this team, you know, let's talk about this. You know, it doesn't have to be in a vacuum. We could add the schedule. We have the Wizards, the Hawks, and the Timberwolves coming up. Right, mm-hmm. the next three at least. Those are the next three games. Yep. Like, who who would you want there? Like, who do you miss the most uh, for this next team? Because I I almost have to bite my tongue because we we forgot one guy this whole episode. We haven't even mentioned his name. Uh, who? Derek Rose. No, I IQ. How did I talk about point guards and, and people I want the ball in his hands and I didn't mention IQ? Like, I'm I I apologize. I I confess. I repent. Like, I I miss IQ. Like, it was so different when he was out there, man. He was, especially when you see him with McBride. And then here's the thing with IQ that we like. And it's still transferring because he's still trying to figure out that point guard role, too, that he wants to do to be that facilitator. When he's out there with an, a point guard, whether it's D. Rose or Deuce McBride, you see his game opens up so much more. He's able to shoot freely, just roam the court, just start setting screens, flying in and out. Ugh. This is the thing where it's like, I don't necessarily like when he, if he became a point guard, I'm like, he take like that shooting, his lethal threat of shooting just, it's such a delicate balance. Cause as a point guard, you don't want to just put up shots. You have to figure out like who to get the ball to. And then working to get your own shots is just another task because now it's like, all right, now I got to give it to the power forward, run around some screens or just cut, you know, go baseline, come back all the way around to hopefully get like an open shot where you have someone like Deuce McBride who can just facilitate and take all that pressure off of you. And you see that he's able to shoot. So are you going with Emmanuel quickly? That's the, that's the guy that you miss. I have to, okay. I have to, I, I, for, for a second, I was thinking maybe Obi, but no, the, the big men are fine. 
It's really IQ. Like I, I if I were to choose one person, it would be IQ. But in in the safety protocol, yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, I'd have to go with IQ as well. Like I, I would, I, I would love to say Deuce, but it was such a, a small sample size to say, yeah, everything solved. Yeah, exactly. Quentin Grimes, it's it's just one game. Hard <laughs> yeah. to say that. Obi Toppin. RJ was starting to come out of the slump. Like I like RJ. I I, I, he's good. Though. I could, he can wait. I like I like RJ, but he had like, like for quickly. When you watch quickly, out of all the guys, you know there there's a few guys that we could say on this team that are consistent night in and night out. IQ is one of them. Derrick Rose is probably the other guy. Top two guys right there. You know what you're getting out of those guys on a nightly basis. Then you can start going down the list and be like, hmm, Alec Burks, you know he's going to be inconsistent, but at least you know what you're going to potentially get. He's, going to, yeah. he's either there or he's not. So I know. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know in two like, seconds. Eh. Yeah. It's like, is it this Alec Burks or that Alec Burks? So he's consistent in that way. Then I would have to go Obi Toppin, right? And then I could say everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> like fair, I don't that's fair. like I don't like I don't yeah. like for such a long time we didn't know if we were gonna get Fournier, we didn't know if we were gonna get Kemba, we didn't know who ran, we don't know which Randall we're yeah. gonna get on a nightly basis. You're right. Um he might be at the top of the list because we're like he's gonna probably get his. And then out of the centers, you're like, I have no idea. If Taj was getting more consistent minutes, I put Taj under Obi. Sure. But that's sure. you know, but all right. I, I, well, I listen, I'll, Alex. I'll go with you. Well, listen, Alex. Unfortunately, today was my last Knicks game until Tuesday, January 4th, when the Pacers host the Knicks, man. Are we, this is the next so, live Knicks game. So, I mean, that would be insane if we did a whole list to. We will. We will right now. Let's, let's go We're through doing, it right now. We're doing this. We got okay. one, two, three, four, five, six games before the Pacers game. All right, okay. Okay. A, little, a little, little two week thing. But of course, we'll start. You know, right now because we don't even know what's going on with COVID. Adam Silver today coming out saying he's not going to cancel games. We're going to play with the replacements out here. I kind of want to get. Let's start here. Actually, I don't. Why, why tease it? Before we get to the schedule, I'm sorry. Before we get to the schedule, Alex, we saw the Knicks sign Damian Dotson today. We're seeing the Bulls sign Arian Elasova. Which replacement player would you want the Knicks to sign if all goes to hell within these next, you know, couple of weeks? If everyone's just on COVID, like, which replacement player besides you, an NBA Knicks, <laughs> yeah. full-time NBA Knicks player, would you want to see on this team? Man, get me that walking <laughs> bucket that is Michael Beasley. <laughs> oh, let's go. Nice choice. I like Michael Beasley. Nice choice. Your, your favorite player's favorite player. Yep, exactly. Get me Michael Beasley back <laughs> out that. here. Uh, if All things right. really get desperate, who who's it for you though? Who's it for you? My number one guy will be Jamal Crawford. BJ crossover. Yeah, that'll be, that'll, Crawford. Be my, that'll be my first guy. That that's another good one. I like that one too. I like Jamal Crawford. I'd love to see him back in a Knicks uniform again. Those two for sure. If I want to get real, real wonky, uh, just for I think just for the just for the fun of it, just. Bring back Ron Baker so everyone can just love the hair again, <laughs> even though he doesn't uh, have the hair anymore. <laughs> is he a doctor now? I was gonna say David Lee, but I think I think we have the same vein there. <laughs> uh, David Lee is not. Right, David was a good option. Yeah, but uh, I, I hear you. The, the league uh, itself, though, very interesting. Very interesting predicament right now. Some of playing is is wild. 
and Dotson come back on the Knicks. Uh, it's just some just some fun thoughts. Jared Harper game picked up, man, by the Pelicans. Everyone. Uh, Miles Powell back. Everyone's, Everyone's getting picked up, back. man. But we're about to watch it. Except about for to one guy. Who? One guy. Your boy Lonzo Trier can't find a squad, bro. Oh, man. This guy. <laughs> he can't find a squad, Alex. This anyway. guy over here. All right. This guy. Whoa, right, so whoa. We, so, so we got Wizards at Knicks. There's a couple of people on the Wizards with COVID. Did that just come out? One. I forgot, uh, I forgot which ones. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, KCP. Uh, Tavius. Oh, Caldwell. yes. Yeah, KCP. Yes, yes, KCP yes, is the only one. So yes. they have everybody else, though. Yes. Okay. So that one's going to be a tough one. It's at home. Are the Knicks looking ahead to the Hawks? Uh, I yes. mean, I, I know this Hawks game is so damn important. I, I, I do feel like we're going to lose this Wizards game, man. I feel like I already said this on Knicks Fan TV, too. I said we're going to lose this one. We're losing this one. They're, okay. The thing is, they're fully healthy. Forget KCP. They're fully healthy. They got Montrez Harrell. They got Spencer Dinwiddie. They got Bradley Beal. They got everybody ready to go on that squad. We're running on fumes. Um, that's a tough one, man. I don't. I feel that game just being wonky. I, I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie coming back to New York just wants to make a statement for himself. Oh, damn, I forgot it. Dinwiddie. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to hate it. But I feel like first game this week. <laughs> yeah, that's but, fair. I don't feel good about this one. How about you? Okay. So I'm, I think we're together. I think we're together okay. on this now. Because I, I think the Knicks are really looking forward to this Christmas noon game to start it up. I, I, I'm upset that I'm missing this game, to be honest with you. No, right? they, they, they don't have they don't have Clint Capella and Trey Young as of right now. And someone else too, I just saw. I forgot who they the there's too many people to keep track of, man. That's I'm, what I'm saying. I, well, I feel bad for Woj so and Sham, Sham right now. <laughs> It's so fun. I'm winning picks weekly. I can't keep it together. So Greg has a legit COVID tracker for the games. <laughs> like legit. He's like, oh, let me check my COVID tracker. I was like, dude, who has COVID on the Rams? He's like going through his COVID tracker. Oh my yeah, so god. So I think we need one for the NBA. I think we need one for the Definitely NBA. Definitely do need one. I think for this the is NBA. gonna be a win. I do I think, think this is gonna be a win too. Alex. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree too. I think this is gonna be a win. No, if there's no Trey Young, no uh, Clint Capella, this one, uh, you could just put this one in the bag right here because even with the lineup that we have right now. If they're just running out a bunch of wings and if they don't have the engine that is Trey Young, it's not looking good for the Hawks. They need Trey Young in order for them to go. So I too have uh, the Knicks first game of the day on Christmas Day, getting that solid W. All right. So let's move on to the next one because I think we're on the same page for that one. Minnesota Timberwolves. We're in the Twin City. How are you feeling about this one? Tibbs revenge game. Tibbs revenge game. Or is this a Carl Anthony Towns revenge game against Tibbs? Because <laughs> he just tackled the shit out of LeBron really James the other night. <laughs> it's going to be a good game, man. It's going to be actually a really good game. Uh, I think we match up well against the Timberwolves. D'Lo's been playing pretty well. Yep. Low key. Mm-hmm. And he's been playing really good on defense, too, which is crazy. Cat um, has been on fire. Yeah, Cat's been good. I wonder. I honestly, I wonder if we're gonna be underdogs in this game. I feel like we're gonna be like two, three point underdogs in this game. If we don't have, I mean, we should have some of our guys back by this point. Um, That's true. All right, give me a win here. Give I me, think give me, I, I want. I need a winning streak, bro. I need a winning streak somewhere. I, I think I have to find it here. I think I have to. This has to be it here. This is the softest part of the schedule, because 
if we're getting against the Hawks and they're weak, you get the Timberwolves. Although last year it was gross. It was was gross. Yeah, I know. It was gross last year with the Timberwolves. I think I think that's an L. That's an L. You're taking the L. You're right. Yeah, you you're right. You're just you're right. I'm I we're 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 trying to find the silver lining. Maybe players are coming back, even if it's their first game back. Alex, that's even scarier. First game back after COVID, like it's more about names on the on the paper. So yeah, I I see this being an L, unfortunately. But then then I'm taking three wins in a row. I don't care. I might even take four wins in a row. Like I don't I, mean, I don't care. I have to. The next two games, and I'm fine with losing to the Timberwolves because the next two games. Where you got the Pistons, where we already beat them. We can beat them in Motor City. They're just a bad team. Then you get the Oklahoma City Thunder, another just bad team. Like, bad. Like, very bad. 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 (laughs) Like, very, 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 very bad. (laughs) Like, I don't know if they should be. If there was relegation, they would be the first team to go down. Um, Next to the Pistons. And then, after that, we get back to the Raptors. This one, I'm not really confident about because <laughs> the Raptors have been good. You never are, but they've been they've been sick too. I mean, but their entire point, team's on COVID right now. Yeah, but they should be back by this point because they were around the same I mean, time. Where exactly ten days away though? This is exactly ten days away. No, they just got all on COVID, right? You might be right. It's so hard. Like once again, it is very hard to this keep up with everyone who's got. This is a win. This is a win, Alex. Please in Toronto. We need. We need, we need Yes, a, a three-game winning streak on the road after taking the first L. Three and one on the road, and then we come home. And do we see a new a new Pacers team by January fourth, or is it the same old Pacers? Because if it's the same, same old, old Pacers, Pacers, that's a W. Same old w. Pacers. Yeah. Give me a four-game win streak, Alex. I'm feeling good coming off vacation. I'm feeling good. Coming and right. come back from Africa. I'm gonna be quarantined back in my room <laughs> when I come back before I get my code results. I'm be I'm be ready. I'm right. be ready for this next Pacers game. Aight, aight. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna take <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the one, two. You're gonna take three. Ugh, it's so hard, man. Loss, win. Loss, win, win. <sighs> Raptors scare me, man. If it's full, if they're not, if it's the 10 day and they're still not there, I take the win. Actually, I still take the win because if our guys are back before theirs and their guys are coming back from COVID, there means they're not fully in shape yet. So this should be a win. I agree with that. I agree with that. Oh, math. Oh, math. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that insanity. I agree with that insanity. And the Pacers. <laughs> You listen to Winning Picks Weekly, I see. I see. It was the Greg. Yes. Yes. You're a crazy person, as Greg would say. Uh, and then for the Pacers, this is a tough one, man, because they we play them. It's going to be home. Screw it. I'm going on a four-game winning streak with you. Let's go. Let's do it. We're, on, we're, we're, we're going into the new year on the same page. Christmas, New Year's on the same page. And we literally have it. every game together here. I love it. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I like that lineup. So I think this is the first time are... ever. We never did that. Yeah, no. We, 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 we've never been full, full on the same page. <laughs> very, very rare times as, that we are as on Greg, the same page. As Greg would say, that's either fantastic news or absolutely horrible news. So we'll see. Yes, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> 
So that means we got within this stretch, we got one, two, three, four, five games. We got five out of the next seven games that we win. If that's the case, changes the season. Lost to the Timberwolves. And the loss to the Wizards. to the Wizards. Okay. Yep. If that's the case, this changes everything for this team immensely. I agree. I agree. Puts this team in a in a different place. Um, Although the question, I'll ask you this before before we wrap up and we get out of here. All right, what changes are happening, man? I have to I have to know. I have to know what changes are happening. What's what's coming, man? What because when everyone comes back, damn, this is tough. What's happening? Like what's happening? Like does Kevin right. just go back to the just... bench? Do you keep him in the rotation to keep? Bumping his trade value, Evan Fournier is not getting benched because he get pain. Dude, I think Kemba Walker is going to be sent to like the Rockets for like Eric Gordon. Stop, he's not doing that. If they if they traded if they like traded anyone to the Rockets, it'd be Evan Fournier to the Rockets uh, because the contracts match exactly uh, to get Eric Gordon. Gordon would be on a one year less, and we'd have to probably send. Actually, I don't even know if you need to send an asset. You could say, hey, we give you another playmaker to go run with Jalen Green. Eric Gordon will take the catch-and-shoot player. Yeah, I mean, you have a good point. I think Kemba slides right back into the bench. But at the same time, I think that these players, if they're actually sick, are going to take time to get back into full health. However, I think like two or three of them were like yelling on Instagram, like, free me. Like, IQ was like, free me. Obu was like, free me. So they might not actually be like sick-sick. Um, well, Dew says he doesn't have any symptoms, and neither does Quentin Grimes. So we'll see. But you have to come back and get so they back. Might, into they might jump again. back in. That's what I'm saying. They might jump right back. If you're not feeling symptoms, like, you might jump back in. The problem was, like, for example, remember last year when, like, Tatum and DeRozan came back and they were feeling symptoms? Oh, you know, yeah. They had a bad hit with COVID and then they're using their asthma pump. Like, that's an issue. You know, you, well, you can't. Also, like, that's also pre vaccine, too. You know, like, the guys, like, oh, our team point. is, th- these guys are now fully vaccinated. So. It feels mild this time around. I mean, we're not docs or anything, but it does feel mild this time around. Don't listen to us for COVID advice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just got boosted, so whatever the hell that means. Um, so I'm going after, so I'm, I'm 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 the dummy. I'm the dummy here. Don't listen to me when it comes to medical advice. But you should listen to me when it comes to Nick's advice, because I think Kemba's going to go right to this bench. I think McBride is going to get playing time. I think D Rose is going to get playing time in the point guard. And I think we finally see IQ and shooting guard. I think I think Tibbs knows, to be honest with you. I think Tibbs knows. I think Tibbs knows that IQ is not a point guard. And we we experimented. We tried it. We let him try. We're like, yo, if you really want to do it, show us. Go to the G League, even though you don't deserve to be in the G League, and show us. So he did. It wasn't that great. And he's like, yo, I just tried it. He came back this year. He's like, yo, go ahead. Be a point guard. It didn't work out. It's still not working out. But when he comes in a shooting guard, when he just pops threes, man, and he hits those five threes in the second half, or, you know, three and two, he splits them up. It, the game is so different, dude. His 12 points are like Steph Curry points. And it, 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 they're just, it's a game changer, man. So I, I, need to see, I need to see IQ in the shooting guard spot, and I want Fournier out. That's what I want. I want Fournier and Kemba out. It's really been the theme of this episode. I, I love Kemba to death. He can hang out, but obviously Tibbs doesn't. So get get Kemba out of here. Give him an opportunity. And uh, I just I'm done with Fournier. 
I'm I'm just done with the experiment. Like he's good, he's fine. We know what he is, but he's just he's not the answer, man. Just the faster you cut ties with Fournier and you accept your mistakes and you deal with it, the better off the Knicks will be. But if we keep lingering this on and we hold on to it, it's it's okay. We'll try his pace, is this? It, he has no point guard. By the time he quote unquote figures it out, his contract's gonna be up, or he's gonna be a hundred years old, or he's gonna get injured. Like I I I'm okay to cut ties with the Fournier experience and the Kemba experience, to be honest with you. And it's sad because those are our two free agent signings. Yeah, they're the two big free agent signings. You hope that they would pan out well. Um, the one that hurts me the most is more so uh, Kemba, just because I thought like the storyline is just right there. The the actual storyline for the entire New York Knicks is right there. I feel like it's just a collection of just miscasted players from different teams, whether it's Fournier from Orlando, Kemba from the Charlotte Hornets, and looking for his way to get like some good playoff experience, Julius Randle uh, from the Lakers to the Pelicans, and then having a turnaround season, RJ Barrett for being, uh, you know, always doubted, IQ for being 25th, everyone wanted to trade Obi last season. You have our two yes. rookies this year, the, the three rookies this year, even though we got four with Sims, Grimes, McBride, who are just like out there just – you know, they're getting limited minutes here and there, but they want to contribute. And they have Noel, who everyone's just like, we, we, we could joke about him. Like, he, he's he got stone hands, but <laughs> comes from the Mavericks. Yep. Didn't get the contract that he's wanted in litigation. Just has had uh, just so many injuries. Mitchell Robinson, freak act. This entire team has that storyline. Um, It just stinks, man. It just stinks, uh, especially for Kemba, because I wish it all worked out really well. But I yeah, think that's a good too. place to. I think that's a good place to end it, John. Uh, we're we're burning the midnight oil. So, anything else you want to say? Is that, nah, man. This is just this is my last Knicks episode again. I feel this is episode until the new January year, fourth. I'm to the new year. I'm hoping that I can get on on the back end of that Pacers Knicks game. We'll see how the timing works out for that one. Um. But it, yeah, I mean, happy new year. Uh, we still got a Jets episode. Definitely listen to that one. We got the, the gambling episode that'll also be on for this week. But I'm excited to get it from the other perspective, man. From the fan perspective. I'm I'm excited to listen to the Jets recap. I'm excited to hear about the Knicks next week to find out if we were right or not. Now we're we're aligned. So I mean, you're gonna talk about if you were right or not. So I'm glad to see that. We'll get to see the winning picks weekly. You know, from from a different angle, uh, I get to t- I, get, I have like a, my own bye week coming up, so um, it should be fun, man. I'm I'm really excited to uh, to get the fans' perspective. For sure, man. For sure. Well, you'll be missed for your time uh, in Kenya. Have fun. Stay safe. Uh, when you come back, we'll be talking more Knicks. Will you come back for a Jets episode or will we be done with the Jets season that? I think we may be coming for the last week. No, there's the... still there's still another week of Jets. They, oh, you'll they be back for one more. that easily. Look at that. You'll be back for one more. Guess what? Guess what game that is, Alex? It's a mm. week 18 at Buffalo. Like Buffalo, yep. I was like, it's got to be some rival. Unbelievable. Like, played Dol- Unbe- yep. But it's at Buffalo, week 18. Like I This know. is like my nightmare. <laughs> like, the last two weeks are at, at Jacksonville. I mean, at home, home versus Jacksonville, which is Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. Home versus Tom Brady, and then at Buffalo. Like, 
just a brutal last three weeks for my emotions, man. <laughs> well, it's all good though. Two two of them you'll be far away, so you won't have to kill yourself. But you'll uh, be back the, for that score is gonna hurt. One. You're you're gonna be back for the last one. We may get some smoke signals, telegrams, uh, <laughs> letters in a bottle from John, just screaming. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But everyone, thank you again for tuning in for another. Next episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to give us a five-star review and to leave a comment if you listen to us on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. By the way, by the way, if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, Remix. They got, chicka, chicka, chicka. guess what? They also have ratings now. They'll be rolling out a new rate uh, part oh. where you can now rate podcasts just like you do on Apple Podcasts. So please, if you're on Spotify, Make sure to give us that five-star review as well. Help us out. It helps us out oh so greatly. And if you don't listen to us on Spotify or Apple, guess what? We're on We're on Google Play, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. On top of that, we're also on YouTube. All right, go to the YouTube channel, Knicks, Jets, et cetera. Thumbs up Make for sure your boys. The, yeah. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Make sure to hit the like button when you watch any of the videos. And please make sure to hit that notification bell to know when you get a new episode. And while you're there, we got another podcast called Winning Picks Weekly. That's John, video producer Greg. They go up and down the NFL slate, give you their takes on all the all the games for that upcoming week. And they've been doing a really good job. So make sure to go check it out. They got unlimited takes unlimited good takes when it comes to betting some may not have the QB un- ratings uh, that's not uh, that's not unlimited that is limited that is very 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 limited to one video producer Greg but I digress and last but certainly not least please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms we're on Twitter Ricochets. Facebook Instagram TikTok you name it all we those are there. that's right thank you everyone for tuning in for another Knicks episode, the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. We'll catch you later this week for another Jets episode. We out.